Welcome back to Weebology. Thanks, y'all, for coming back to class. I am your enlightened, enlightened Professor Ricky. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you're enlightened, but uh, I am your favorite Professor Ethan. That's not true. That's not even close to true. We've been doing this for a year, so I, have a, I think I have, it's, it's I have about a, time I call myself I have myself a student writing a paper because of my contributions right now. That's actually true. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah, what? <laughs> It is what it is. And what it is is a student doing his due diligence to get that master's or even, dare I say, a PhD. <laughs> Wait, is he actually writing a paper for I real, think he for might be. So for folks who haven't tuned into the convention uh, in this past weekend, we had a wonderful convention called AnyTubeCon 2020. We have raised over $2,500 for both COVID and BLM support foundations. And as an aftermath of all of these things we had an isekon conversation and a fan of ours who goes by the name of saint decided and i'm holding him to this going to write a paper about what and what isn't an isekai and if he does i promised him we would dedicate part of an episode to grading his paper and seeing what we think about (laughs) his thoughts would you be down to do something like that yeah i think more realistically what's going to end up happening is we're going to have him and maybe one of the other hosts from one of our uh, panels on to talk about the main crux of this argument, which was, can Dr. Stone be considered an isekai because it's basically a new world that they're being transported into, despite, even though it's the old world? Right, despite being in the same universe that show they were locked in stone for 3,700 years and they awoke to a brand new Stone Age world, unable to go back to the world they knew unless Senku himself built it with his own two hands or the help of an entire primitive civilization. So I am excited to see what maybe a student were to come up with. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. And if he does so, with all the sources he promised he'd have, we will uh, grade it. We will look at the points he makes and the correlations, and we'll see if uh, we'll, we'll give him a grade. Yeah, we'll so get- I said 12 sources. It is totally not necessary. You need 12. Like Oh, I beg to differ. You called 10, the though. gauntlet. 10, yeah. 10 well, at least. I want double digits. <laughs> Come on. This is an academic paper right. after all. Um, but, you know, this all goes back to the topic of today's video. Ethan, we've said in the past, we at this point are labeled not just by our own fruition, but the others in the community as professors of Weebology. Would you uh, concur with that assumption? Yeah, totally. We have to. We have to be. (laughs) So this past, uh, this past, it's been a year, bro. It's been a year. This past week. Give me some brother. Mm. I was going to go for the predator handshake. <laughs> for YouTube gang, saw that legit predator handshake, yeah. but we have been doing this game for a year. It's our year anniversary episode, and we wanted to just have a nice riff session about, you know, our journey growing a podcast, where we're seeing the future going, anything we want to let you guys know about what we're what we're cooking up in the near future, and you know, the shows that we encountered solely because of the show. We want to kind of have like a, a little bit of a review of the things that we've talked about, the good and the bad. So, Ethan, I wanted to give you a first question. Good. Yeah. Everyone wants to know my answers more than yours anyway. That's totally not true. Again, I don't (laughs) know how much more I can stress. But no, we started this podcast, I would argue, a particular event started this podcast. And it was back last January when you had a certain injury. 
Yeah, okay. So I want to bring it back even before we started the podcast. Okay, let's do that. Do you recall the podcast we were talking about starting even before I tore my ACL? I genuinely don't. This has been all-encompassing in my brain. So anything pre-this, pre-our weebology has been totally lost to me. So regale me. Yeah, so we had talked for a couple months actually about starting a podcast related to like 90s that's right toys i forgot about that we wanted to do an entire podcast dissecting the 90s where they really not necessarily as great as they were but all the stuff everyone seems to talk about toys shows uh just culture and media at the time and do deep dives into very specific you know merch or toys or movements or just anything in media at that time and I think that's really where this all kind of spawned because we knew we wanted to do it, right? We knew we wanted to do something. Yeah, so we talked about that as a podcast. And then even actually back when I was still in college, um, it was probably Patrick, Tristan, you, and me were talking about doing a podcast as well. Yeah. So we definitely knew that we wanted to do something along these lines for a while. Um but, you know, as, you know, Tristan moved away and then, you know, Patrick was too busy to really Pat join us his, in uh, something. His big boy job. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Just like something that we've always loved was anime. We always talked about it. And I'm like, this going to be like a significantly easier putt than like. Oh, yeah. Having to do all this research outside of watching all the anime that we're going to watch anyway. We were already doing the work. Like, we were already doing half of the work. We weren't just sitting around looking at 90s memorabilia. We were already watching anime. So, I think it might have been Ethan or maybe even Pat had come, you know, just brought the idea up for just us three to say, like, hey, let's pivot. Let's not do 90s. Let's do anime. We're already doing the research work. And that sounded like a much better idea. Yeah, I Um, think we all came to the idea of doing an anime podcast at the same time but we still got to keep giving uh you know patrick his shouts for the weebology podcast name he did you know there's even okay i'll I'll air my dirty laundry in the chat after this kind of kicked off and people started listening to it even someone like i don't know if it was pat brought it up or someone was like who brought up the weebology name and i said freely it was me and pat was like uh how fucking dare you no, i think like somebody told us they really liked our name and i posted in the chat to the three of us and i was like thanks pat and then ricky goes i came up i with came it. up with it and i was like oh shit oh no and pat went off he's like uh absolutely not and i sherlock holmes myself into looking like the dweeb because i went back in all of our messages and <laughs> i found the exact place where patrick said it i'm like i i am a I am a wimp and a fool. Like, I, I am the one who... You're a show of yourself. I'm a show of myself. Yeah, it wasn't great. But at, at the end of the day, Pat did come up with the Weebology name, and it turned us into the pre- professors who we, we, we are today. So, I mean, I, I can't blame him for it. I can't knock him for it. It was great, you know? Thanks, right. Pat, for bring, giving this gift to us, frankly. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> Thank yeah, and you. then, uh, obviously, the, the real impetus for, like, us actually starting, um, it was... December 10th, I was in Australia with Patrick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or December 8th, maybe. And I flew home back to the U.S. And literally right when I landed, there was like the biggest snowstorm we've ever had in uh, North Carolina. Right. Is where obviously I flew into. And I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely going skiing tomorrow morning. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that sounds dope. That sounds amazing. But like, you know, obviously post... uh, jet lag as a mother um maybe not the smartest of moves what happened ethan 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally on the first run of the day, tore my ACL like Jeez, really bad. Jeez, Pete. And, and I think that's what really spurred it on because that it, it, it hurt me that that happened to you. But at the same time, like the almost the medical induced house arrest you were on just kind of like I can't work out. I can't go do a lot of stuff right now. And that's when you got really feverish about an anime podcast. I remember you messaging me like, bro, we have to do this. Like, yeah, I mean, so like we were pretty active, I would say, the year leading up to that. Like, we yeah, played right. tennis all the time. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did, did we like, all sorts of, of different sports and shit. And so, like, going from really active to, like, nothing at all was pretty tough for me. Um, I mean, I literally went to the gym, like, every day after work one time mm-hmm. or for, like, a long period of time. So just to be like completely like down and out was really freaking tough. That hurt me for you. That's that. And like, I want everyone to know I wasn't all about this podcast. Like Ethan was the one who really spurred me to be like, you know what? There is, let's do this. Let's, let's, he got my excitement engine running. Like I was just like, okay, let's go. And then I got into it. Cause I was like, I found an opportunity to do like graphic design and visual work and all that. And I found it to be a great outlet. And then once that clicked for me, I was like, let's go. Like that's when it was, that was the moment I was like, let's do this. And that's when I like animated our visual intro. I did all of our icons and logos and stuff. And, you know, I I can't thank you enough personally for getting (laughs) me so stoked because that would not have happened if you weren't cabin fevered as fuck (laughs) at that moment. I mean, so Ricky is like the ultimate creator. So I was like, okay. Oh, appreciate it. Well, you've got like all the insane. This is Wait, unbelievable. Who, who's calling you right now? We're doing the riffing. <laughs> I don't know how this happens to you. Every well, yeah, anyone who's a fan of this podcast, he gets calls somehow I, precision. Honestly, nobody ever calls me <laughs> until we're recording. We're keeping it's this actually in. a joke. The whole one of the big tenets of this podcast was transparency. You will see how the sausage is made in this laboratory. And that is a great example. Every <laughs> I'm actually, time. I'm actually a little bit peeved. I now. know you are. That makes uh, me really happy. But okay. no, go on about how I'm the ultimate creator. Yeah, so <laughs> I would say of our friend group, you had the most diverse skill set in terms of like graphic design, it just uh, video editing, sound stuff from from when you did all the uh, backstage tech backstage stuff. tech stuff. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it was like obvious to to choose someone like you for for um a podcast clearly mm-hmm. but then you know the idea behind like patrick was like he's like probably seen more than us i, I would, don't know i would i, I would not necessarily that he's not necessarily that he's seen more i think he's seen that, more different things yes he has a much more diverse anime completed list than yeah you're do. right i have seen more than him well i think we have seen more than patrick has <laughs> but amongst the shit that he has seen it's way more varied and i think he would have brought to the table not just that but he has a tendency to have more of a cynical view not in a bad way but it's a very analytical eye for pieces of media whether it be movies or anime or any other type of show he would have brought not necessarily a dissenting voice but a more (laughs) i think probably well yeah i mean in a lot of cases yes dissenting but because like all the shit he loves i'm like how's oh, fucking bad and everything he hates i'm like it was pretty fucking good but he, right but he's articulate so i think right. even if we didn't agree with his opinion his point as dissenting from ours it may be would have been very well articulated and i think that would have made pat a really good uh addition to the podcast sadly it didn't work out but 
you know, he's our robot editor at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I think, I think. It yeah, was- but at the time that we started, you had like so much shit on your plate. So mm-hmm. I was obviously worried about, you know, if we never start, we're never going to start. Like, I think that's pretty clear from like anyone that you talk about in any type of business or, you know, endeavor, hobby, whatever you want to call it. Right. It's easy to plan yourself into the ground and never start. And so I tried to make that as seamless as possible by trying to tick some of those things off the box. One time, I think I literally put like, these are the Amazon items we're buying. And you're like, okay, here's money. And it was like super easy that way. So I I think for correlating what makes a good show work for anyone who's trying to start a brand of this nature, be it in animator, otherwise just some kind of media uh, outlet and grow an audience. Um, I have to re- relate, you know, what me and Ethan have built to keep your hands off Izoken because, uh, keep your hands off Izoken. The, the, the three girls in there, they all have such a specialized piece that they fill in, uh, their group. And I think Ethan is like, so entrepreneurially minded that he's just like, let's just start it. Let's just grow it. And for me, I'm more of a perfectionist. Like it needs to be perfect before it goes out. That helps in graphic design but it doesn't help in getting a brand off the ground. And Ethan has always been the tempering for me for like, dude, don't worry about it being perfect. Let's just get it going and then just refine it as we go. And that really was the attitude that got this off the ground. And then I think what's good from, uh, from my standpoint for Ethan is that like, you know, Ethan is, you're, you're a hungry boy. You're a hungry boy to, to get, to get like things grown, to get things out there. And I'm like, don't be too hasty. You know, sometimes there needs to be a step back that don't, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew. Let's refine what we have now before we move on to the next thing. But I think our constant, you know, him bringing the initiative and me bringing the tempering of, you know, refine what we have. I think that's a really good mix. So if you're going to start a brand, make sure you have a group of people that play off each other well, you know. Yeah, and then so that's like why we started on only one social media platform, why we only started with a podcast. We didn't like originally start with filming all the episodes and all that stuff. Right. Um, we tried to get some of the, I guess, growing pains out of the way, like some of the like technical difficulties in the beginning. We always knew the they were going to be there, right? We yeah. always knew that that was going to be something we needed to, to, you know, weed out before we started to expand. We needed to make sure this seems clean enough for everyone listening um and it's gotten so clean so absolutely crispy right and then i think you know obviously we'd be doing a lot better on instagram if we didn't get shadow banned for how robotically dope we were at it we were getting so many likes we literally literally, figured out the algorithm (laughs) and they're just like you guys need to stop and we got shadow banned because um at least the way i've read it it says like if you do too too well like too consistently like say you always post at 9 a.m. every day. Which is what we were doing. Right. Yeah, they yeah. thought they thought we were a bot. <laughs> and then even if we and basically like if you use the same hashtags and stuff like that, it starts diminishing your overall reach. Right. But, you know, we were absolutely slamming on those hashtags, so it was like pretty hard for us to try to go away from them, you know what I mean? It was a drug. We couldn't help it. When you're getting a, when you're getting like our memes are getting twenty five hundred likes and that felt like a decent meme. Right. Yeah remember, yeah. remember the days when we were getting like over three thousand? Like, yeah, that one ripped. Yeah, that was a good one that ripped. But Instagram was just like, uh, who the hell are these guys? Like, are they like bots? And they're like, we have to assume, and they shut us down. So that was, I guess, that's kind of a 
a cool thing. I mean, we did so well they had to temper yeah. us. I mean, it is. It's it's definitely interesting. Um, I think, you know, what I had always intended from it was we could sprinkle <laughs> memes and shit in between, like, you know, pictures of us about to record or something like that. But, like, I just never felt like, you know, it's that interesting to, like, get a picture of my computer's started. It is yeah, about right, to record. Right. I think the only Make one sure I, you check out the episode coming out Monday. I think know? the only one I did that act, well, it was recent. The only one that actually mattered that was just kind of like in the wild was that um, Evangelion car I saw at, at the grocery store. But that was a real picture. That was a real you? picture. I, t- I, I, t- I, t- I took a picture of that out my window at the local grocery store up like a couple roads from where we are right now. And Wait, it that was, was at Whole Foods? It was at Publix. It was just at Publix, and I'm like, huh. uh, yes, and yeah, I, I have the full non-crop picture, and you can see it in the background. That's wild. Yeah, as fuck. so I thought it was like a picture from Japan somewhere. No, to be it, honest. that's that is right where we're at. That's in our town, <laughs> by the way. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the one thing I would say to other people as well is that don't be afraid to get. Uh, many branches in social media as quickly as possible. I mean that we were just genuinely not as uh, social media savvy starting this as we might be now. But uh, I I would say don't be afraid to just stick your fingers in many pots, right? In terms of social media. Uh, yeah, but I would say like if I don't know, I didn't hate the way we did it because we really focused. Yeah, you know what I mean? that's what I'm saying. Don't there, there's a lot of like opportunity for you to not focus, not optimize per per the platform, and then I feel like you you kind of like dig yourself your hole where you feel like it's a task to upload seven pictures. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind it's it's a big deal, and I mean we it's like the way that Instagram works, and you can like post to Facebook or post to Twitter. When it posts to Twitter, it posts an Instagram link, so it's like not even that. I actually good. didn't realize that it's effing terrible <laughs> oh my gosh and so what i had been doing just a little bit was i would just basically redo the post on twitter but it's not that difficult because we had already written it out and right it just, you just copy and copy the whole stuff yeah but, but i mean i, I, get I also what you're don't saying. i do not get how uh hashtags work on twitter versus instagram dude i don't even know how twitter works in general we <laughs> like we totally we obviously figured out instagram early on and then you know, I was trying to just use the same type of stuff on Twitter, and I was like not getting any type of. Um, it wasn't like getting out of our our immediate network, so I was like really confused. We need to talk. We need to start doing polls on Twitter. I think that's like one of the big things I would love to start doing is the, the like uh, Twitter polls, and then we can talk about those polls from our following, which I think that'd be super super dope. If you could do it on Instagram, I think our following is stout there. I think that'd be a great. Uh, a great outlet to get public opinion in because that you can uh, do them as stories you just can't do like a post that has okay one of the one of the main reasons why me and ethan started this it wasn't just about talking about anime but we realized that anime as it grows it's gonna be more and more mainstream it already i'd argue is uh pre-mainstream from its early days so i mean we want to get more people who aren't riding this wave into the space and the only way you're going to do that is you know two highly educated professors talking to you in a very layman's term about hey this is what this anime is don't you know worry the fact that it's a japanese cartoon the story's compelling this character's compelling the anime is good like the animation is stout so um we we wanted to start this with a very focused vision of we want to make sure that those new folk are getting in because of us and the seasoned folk are listening because they have to hear what we have to say 
And I, I don't know if that's still your mission nowadays. I mean, it's been a year since we started that mission. Do you want to continue that? Where do you want to go from here in, in a way? Yeah, so, I mean, I think we've done a fairly good job. Um, right. And I can talk about some things I think we could have done better in a bit. But yeah, yeah, rip it off. I think, like, the direction that we're headed, like, I really like that we have, like, our tried and true old segments that we did. Yeah. That was one thing I think we did extremely well was we set up some really solid segments early that we can um, – like retool or whatever we got to do as we go along. Mm -hmm. But like, it is still, you know, kind of core to our, I guess, <laughs> podcast would be like the pitcher ditches, which people love. Yes. And the over unders people. Yeah. Oh yeah. So many people. Cause like worst the, of weeb worst of weeb has been so fun to do. Cause it's just clowning on bad anime. Cause for every good anime, there's 10 absolute shite ones. So, I mean, um, I guess for anyone else starting out there, you know, Get some consistent segments. It may not necessarily have to be every episode, but something that if someone sees the title, they're like, oh, this one's going to rip, right? Because right. it's this and, segment. And, and yeah. make sure you like are a little bit um, creative with it. Like, So we on, on one of the panels that I we were supposed to be on and I was on the other day was mm -hmm. Sensei Le Glove, his YouTube channel. He has this segment called Gloves Off. Where right. it's basically just you slander anime that people love, and then you <laughs> just, basically argue about it. Right, unpopular opinions, but right. opinions nonetheless. The ones any fandom's gonna have, you know, some kind of left field opinions, and that's makes for really compelling podcasting and paneling. So, um, yeah, gloves off is such a good segment. I, I think it's such a brilliant idea. And that's, did you just say it was Sensei Le Glove's original idea? Like he's had that. Yeah, I think that, that was the idea with gloves off. Gotcha. All right. Sensei Le Glove. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think we all really enjoyed it, at least everyone on the panel. And he said, like, if we ever want to do another one, you know, we totally can. So I, I would say we're probably going to do one at some point in the future. I think that'd be really um, fun to have one on ours. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of a similar ideal to the over-underrated exactly. segment that we have, except, you know, Sometimes we're arguing a point that we might not even agree with, which I thought, you know, at the outset when we created that idea, I was like, I love that because it's going to work on our persuasion skills. Oh, yeah. And I mean, basically, like, you know, even if you hate this character, finding something to, help, to like about him. Right. You know what I mean? So you yeah. can see both sides, even if you don't particularly enjoy them. And we found in a couple cases where, you know, the point of on Veranda is it you have to put your own personal feelings about a character aside right. and pick a side, you know? And you might find in your research for picking the side you didn't agree with, you're like, well, you know, I actually now might think differently. And that's what makes for a really compelling uh I don't know, like segment in this kind of space because a lot of people have very adamant opinions about character shows and whatnot so in this exploration of picking a side that you may not agree with you might be swayed yourself and i know i've been swayed a couple times i i fought for um what was the one zenitsu i fought for underrated i believe and as we talked i'm like yeah maybe i think he's a little overrated like no no, no was no. it the other way it wasn't zenitsu it was um it was Zenitsu with the uh, anime compost guys, right? Yeah, but I don't think that's the one where you changed your mind after, basically during research. I think Jiraiya or somebody like that, you had told me while we were filming, you're like, wow, I like actually, when I came into it, 
thought he was overrated, and then I did research, and now I actually think he's way underrated. It might it like might have been Jiraiya, or it could have been um, from Bleach, the one we did from Bleach. Urahara, the very Urahara. first one. That was actually no, I didn't change my opinion on him because that was the that one was the that impetus. spurred this whole thing. <laughs> but it might have been it might have been Jiraiya. But there's there's been a couple times where we've had either guests on or one of us at the end of like, okay, those are actually some pretty dope points. So any any segment that can get the host or the guest or the audience to change their opinion on something, that for me is such a amazing opportunity because that's the point of growth. You know, you change your opinions. And in the anime space, a lot of these opinions can be very rigid. So we want to make sure that's why I think does it anime is such a good segment too that we do, you know. Oh, we did uh, Midoriya. Maybe that was the one. Oh yeah, because oh, I I took over on him because I think that the risk reward factor for his power set was foregone by season two. After he learned how to fight with full cowling, he had no uh, stakes anymore. Right? It was either before he used a hundred percent. Maybe it was Bond. We do Bond is what we did yeah. so many. We've done so many. I'm just literally like reading down. Just our ripping catalog. it down. Um, but yeah, I, I actually that's a good segue to what do you think is your favorite segment we've come up in the last year? Segment or or like specific shows? Uh, segment specifically. I want to hear your favorite episode in a second, but favorite segment we've come up with. I think we've come up with like five or six at this point. But I want to hear your thought on what your favorite segment to do is. Um, I think Pitcher Ditch is the most, um, impactful in that, you know, you're forced to literally go watch something that you potentially either skipped or wouldn't have watched. I agree. And I think the audience would, would, uh, we've heard a lot of people say like, I watched this because I want to hear the review from the Pitcher Ditch right like, on the Redux. Yeah. They want to hear that. And then I think, you know, it also gives us a good opportunity to work on our pitching skills. Because that's the whole point of our thing. We want to pitch it to people who may not have seen any of right. these shows or even anime in general. So we have to be able to do that. So, I, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably my favorite segment. Um, I always enjoy the worst of weebs, but I'm not sure that, you know, when we just like obliterate something for, for an hour, I don't know how that translates to the people unless they watch it with us or something. I think that's point of it is like, our clowning on it makes people want to watch it in a certain light. You know, everyone knows it's bad, but no one would ever have even saw it on their radar unless we talked about it. So they might watch it with some other anime adjacent friends and just clown on it themselves. Like, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of like the Mystery Science Theater 3000 type yeah. type uh, play. But also, you know, our, our buddies over at Two Guys in a Warehouse or at least one of them really loves like really shit anime. <laughs> and so, you know, just, I mean, there's definitely people out there that like really bad movies that you can just clown on. Yeah. Then it's a fun time with friends, have a couple drinks and just like clown on a movie. Like I understand that. So why not bring that formula to anime and the two guys in the warehouse folks, like they definitely did that to us with, what is it? Mars of apocalypse or no, no, no. what's it called? Um, Which one was that? God damn it. What was it? You can look it up, but I mean, um, I, I, my favorite segment I would argue is, uh, does it anime because True. as we go forward, you know, hopefully many more years to come of Weebology, there are going to be so many shows that feel so anime adjacent that you have to have the discussion. A new example that recently came out was scissor seven on Netflix. It's a show that was made by a bunch of Chinese animators it almost looks like a really high quality webtoon, but 
it has so much anime influence in it that I think that would that will make in the future a very compelling does it anime because it is made in Japan and it doesn't even have the same crispness I'd argue of the line work and the character work of anime but the way it's animated and the way it's told Man, that is, it's 100% anime. So, I mean, there's so many shows coming out. <laughs> we did that on their show. I was looking at our show. I'm like, I don't see where we, we did, did that. On, we did it on their show? Yeah. That's okay, awesome. Okay, okay, okay. We forgot how many people we guessed it on. That's also been a great blessing of this show is that we've gotten to meet so many awesome people through our endeavors. But yeah, I'm going to uh, shout them all out at the end. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, um, you know, anime is evolving. And this show is allowing us to... Uh, evolve our perspective on what we can consider an anime and um i know that kind of spurred from the idea of gatekeeping in the anime community it's always been there it's been there since the og the og times and we want to kind of break that mold of a uh, stringent restriction on what can be called anime so does it anime is such a great uh segment that allows us to uh, explore further than what we would just be kind of in our own little niche. You know, so many things are breaking out of said niche. So um, I would say uh, the one of the big questions I had for you, Ethan, was what is the f- favorite episode you've done on this show so far? We've had, you know, this is 55 and we've had s- uh, extra credits in between and other bonus episodes. What would you say is your favorite episode we've done on this show? Um, yeah, hang on. I'm, I'm just figuring out what the... Okay, it was called Apocalypse Zero. Apocalypse Zero, that's it. Gotcha. I, I mixed up Mars of Destruction and Apocalypse. Right. So, yeah. So, okay, my... I think my favorite one, and this could be recency bias, would be the mythology episode we did just, I, just last week. I thought about it when I was thinking this question up, because this has been one of the things we've wanted to do since, like, episode zero. It's been in the list for a hot minute, and we just, you know, I, I don't know if we didn't have the... Uh, fluency to be able to make that work or we just kind of put it on the back burner for the time but for me I think it might be the one where we came up with uh, Say Yes to the Dressu the Real Housewives of Tokyo <laughs> I don't even know what like that, that was, was one of the reviews of... I think that was winter 2020 preview it was that, that or spring that or, that or spring um, well, I think, I actually I think it was a winter couple that I really enjoyed um, I really enjoyed uh, oh, anyone that we had with Patrick they were just those were hilarious. fun. Those were super fun. <laughs> um, the Danny one with the uh, shojo, I think that kind of uh, exemplifies what we're trying to do here is branch out ourselves. So I mean, I never, ever, ever would have watched any shojo shit unless Danny had come on our show. Yeah, I frankly, agree. yes, totally. Um, and we're planning to do a sequel on that because we have a couple shows that we have started to watch. I started it. Yeah, yeah, we totally started watching it. Oh, we totally Ricky. did. We totally did. I don't know what you're talking about. I totally started after the rain. But um, <laughs> well, uh, having her on was such a great kind of uh, exposure to a new genre I never even would have talked about. And that's the whole point. So I liked our, our episode four where we talked about Japanese culture as well. That's That was an OG one, man. I think that a lot of people took uh, a liking to that one and I think that we should do more of that I think that the mythology one kind of was like a, right that's in that same vein and right. that's kind of like I think if I would say you know what what do I want to do more of this year I would say it's stuff sort of like that because I think you know it's easy to look at anime in a vacuum but I think when you look at the culture of Japan as a whole you can really start to gather 
like what you're seeing in anime and how it really applies to their real life. And and that's the thing, like you would never have taken that into account as a Western audience. It's not necessarily a vacuum, but it's close. I mean, you see as a Western audience, like these are Japanese animation shows, like what's clearly part of the story that they're telling, but not a lot of people either feel compelled to go deeper or even need to, to enjoy it, which to me, that's totally fine. But there are so many out there that are like gaining a new appreciation of these shows. Thanks to that level of analysis. So being able to bring that is such a great blessing um, there. We definitely need to be doing more mythology series in the future. I think year two, we're going to have a, so I was even thinking we just do like shorter topics within Naruto mythology, even for like a YouTube type crowd. Oh yeah. I think that's where that That'd really cool. would hit. Yeah. Like, for instance, uh, after we talked about all the stuff we talked about, we mentioned Ginkaku, and Ginkaku has, like, a story within Japanese and Chinese oh, like, yeah. mythology and stuff. And they and they go so deep. I mean, like, just that fight they have in the fourth Great Ninja War, there's so many references. Those weapons that they use, so many references in Chinese and Japanese mythology and folklore that that could be its own episode. So um, deeper dives into mythology would be a really great forward thinking idea for right and i think you know we could just chop like half of it up maybe like basically do like we used to the two-parter episodes right we would mm-hmm. talk about that in the first half and then maybe like uh you know pitcher ditch or something in the Some, second half. something a half yeah that uh, why do you think we moved away from that that's an interesting evolution for our show because we still do pitcher ditches we still do worst to weep sometimes and next episode we're doing a couple of those old g segments so Old school fans are going to have a good time with that. But um, why do you think we moved away from that? Why well, do you think? Uh, well, I know exactly why we moved away from it. All right. It. Go for it. Um, I mean, it was like pretty anxiety inducing to be like, all right, we have like a literally another half of the show to do. And if we went past like 35 minutes, 45 minutes on one segment, We'd you be felt like you were shortchanging yeah. the other segment. Right. And, you know, that'd be fine if. You know, we didn't really care how long we went and stuff like that. But, you know, I, at least since the beginning, I've been aiming for the, you know, f- essentially 45 to an hour and a half-ish range. Mm-hmm. Ideally, less than an hour and a half, more like an hour 15. Right. Um, And that's just based on, like, how many, how much space per month we have Yeah. Um, from, like, uh, our hosting. So I wanted to be able to kind of give you guys as much, like, l- literally max it out every month. I think we have six hours of content every month is what we pay for. That's what we pay for. Right. The little behind the scenes uh, action here. But yeah, the. Well, yeah. Transparency. I'm transparency. Just, I'm trying to yeah, let yeah. you know why we arrived at the amount of times that we did and kind of like why we went away from the half and half kind of show. It, it really does kind of uh, eat into our total a lot of time we can have on the web in your faces and your ears because of how much we pay at Buzzsprout, which you totally should go use. We're not sponsored by them, but they have been a great platform to host on. So. I'm sure we could get an affiliate code. Yeah, we, we could probably to. get that. Yeah, so um, we could pay for more, but at the same time, I like how it kind of keeps us to that hour, right? Well, to be honest, if we paid more, it's like a lot of money for not that much extra time. Interesting. So, like, okay. we're actually going over every month now because of the extra credit episodes. Right. Okay. Which it's like, I think it's three bucks for an extra hour or something. Okay. But if you pay for the extra two hours every month, it's like $10. So, it's actually not even worth it. I don't I don't understand how they could possibly arrive this at This is prices. big brain time right here. We're playing the system. 
to our advantage. I mean, I'm doing the math. It takes zero <laughs> seconds to do the math. The biggest brain time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's good to kind of keep that stuff tight to a consistent time frame. I mean, a lot of people actually have been clamoring. Maybe a num a small number of people have been clamoring a lot for us doing longer episodes. And would you ever want to go to an hour and a half, two hour segment? Like, I don't know. I don't, so here, I don't here's know. the trade off. We can do that, or we can do. An episode Monday and an episode Thursday. Right. That's and that's kind of where we pivoted. I mean, these yeah, extra I mean, credits you, are we like physically can't do hour and a half episodes every Monday and thirty ish minute episodes on Thursday. Unless we pay more. But I mean But yeah, but then it starts getting to be like fifty bucks a month to host. <laughs> yeah. And and I think what's great about the extra credit evolution is uh, we wanted to be as topical as we can, but with the show that we want to put on, going into analysis of stuff that we come across, you know, some of the stuff we might review are from five years ago, ten years ago, and we want to still stay current because while a lot of you have said our analysis and our chats and our riffing is good, we still want to try to be as relevant sometimes as possible, and I think extra credit fills that void. Right. You can't be more current than an episode airing within two weeks of the episode coming out. So, uh, I mean, it's right. And it's a little bit of a like a divide and conquer type situation, too. I think we can cover more ground when we split up the shows like we pick the two right. biggest ones of the season. And then we kind of divide and conquer like that. That's um, true. Yeah. Because, you know, for instance, if we were crazy busy, we'd only have one show to watch instead of two every week. Mm -hmm. And like, honestly, if I had to do two two uh 30 minute videos or whatever it ends up being about probably 15 minutes every week right like at least at this very second it'd be pretty tough yeah i mean like we, we've said to the up to this point we are nine to fivers we have our own jobs and this is definitely or, a passion project you know 8 30 to 8 30 years 8 30 to 8 30 years I mean, sometimes it sometimes it gets tough for me and ethan but i mean it's it's something that uh it's a passion project and we have to not put all of our eggs into that basket, but at the same time, I want to put enough effort to make something worth listening to. So for any creators out there that are experiencing that nine to five life, you don't have every day, all day to work on this stuff. You know, a piece of advice I'd like to give that Ethan gave me at some point is don't be afraid to start it. Even if it's rough. I mean, if it starts rough, it's those little increments every time that by episode 10 or 15, you start to sound like, from an audience perspective, someone who has their, you know, audio together, their content together, their marketing together, it, it just takes little increments, but you can't get those increments unless you start. Right. And right. That's important. So like for, for sure, there's no transformation unless you start somewhere. Right. And, um, at least with like YouTube podcasts, stuff like that, you know, those viral sensations you see, yeah. generally they did like two years of talking to nobody or nobody watching their videos beforehand. But they kept going. For instance, one of my favorite streamers, Lord Kevin, he does the <laughs> GTA 5 roleplay yeah. stuff. He literally streamed to essentially nobody for like three years, and now he's got 14,000 subs. There you go. You know, a month. It's a sizable thing. It just, it you know, I think consistency and... Um, Duration. Uh, that's not the word I'm looking tenacity. for. Tenacity. Ten uh, yeah, tenacity. Because really, it's just like even though you're speaking into the ether and you feel like you're getting 
you know, not a lot of views on videos and, or, I mean, or, I would say if you feel like you're not getting any better with the way you're doing it, maybe you could pivot at that point. Of course. And I mean, but that's the point is that with that tenacity, you feel every episode should have a little sliver of betterness than the last one, right? You should have gotten better since the last one. And me and Ethan are always tweaking little things. Don't be afraid. Cause when you get to a certain point, you're going to need to start tweaking the little things like, mic positions, random EQ settings, like the dynamics or the the video placement of your camera. When you hit a certain level, and not to say we're at any crazy level or anything, but we now have been doing this for a year and we're at the point where to refine our craft and the product that we give to you guys, it isn't like, oh, this brand new piece of software is gonna be the the saving grace, which initially it was. But now it's like, this one EQ level could make the difference and you can hear it in the next episode. So again, you're going to start tweaking and the tweaks might seem smaller and smaller, but just keep going. Don't be afraid to do it. And even if nothing comes of it, your voice is out. And that's, that's been the fun part for me. People hear my opinions and not all of them like it. Dr. Stone is an isekai. That's the whole thing, right? That's the best part is that I can say whatever I want to on this mic and now it's out there. For better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, I think, obviously, the most rewarding part, and any content creator of any type would tell you this, is, like, when somebody's like, yo, I listened to your episode, I freaking loved it, that, and then they talk to you about it, you know? That really gets you. That was the first fan we had. Would you say it was Miss Ashley? Yeah, was probably. the first... You're our girl. Like you are sure. truly one of the OGs. True homie. Because <laughs> she was one of the first ones to message us like, guys, I listened to your episodes and like I'm super into it. I subscribed. I follow you on Instagram and like uh, keep doing your thing. And it's that first person that says, I like what you're putting out that I think for me, I'm like, I'm locked in. I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, it's always great to have social proof. One thing I never asked her, I guess, is like how she even found us in the first place. That is a good point. Miss Ashley, can you DM us on Instagram yeah, and how you us. actually found us, please? Like, if someone gave us to you or, like, you managed to just stumble upon us organically? Because you found us really early, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she we really have listeners did. from, like, literally all over the world. Like, shout out to my German homies. And, my you, and UK. Canadian homies. UK, UK, we have a big presence. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that happened, but what's good? Yeah, I'm into it. Um, so, to bring it back to the anime from the past year, what would you say is your favorite anime that you watched because directly hosting this show. Like, you would never have watched it without this show happening. I can give you mine if you need time to think, because I was thinking yeah, about this Yeah, I mean, I think, today. like, uh, I've thought about it as well. I think Megalobox is probably the answer. You know what's so funny? I was going to say Jormungand. Yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say Jormungand. I never would have watched Jormungand unless Ethan pitched it to me. And that pitch was directly a result of doing this show. And I watched it. I'm like, God, I love these characters. I love this show. And it's it's uh, it's great that I get to have that experience. And I'm glad you found Megalobox was yours. So good. I, Megalobox is just liquid hype. It's got that uh, almost that sports anime high Q feel where like every episode is. Oh, fuck. Sorry. I'm going to have to retract. You're going to back up and say high Q? Of course. I guess that is kind of true. We never would have watched yeah, I really Sports gotta, anime in general would have been off the table for yeah, us. I yeah, I got to say thank you to Danny for that. That is like, this is not sound stupid as shit, but I think you changed our lives. <laughs> <because> <laughs> you did kind of change our life. You gave us like, I think, 
yeah top five anime of all time yeah Oops. and and because of that i've i'm gonna watch one outs i'm gonna watch i already watched most of cork no basket and well, one outs is dope yeah that's sure. what i'm saying like you open the door for sports anime to us and how it can be compelling and i think that's why anyone who's trying to start a podcast of any kind or any kind of media outlet of any kind should collaborate with others no matter how small or big you are always collab because you're uh, horizons will be broadened to a level you could never understand. Because, again, without Anime Summit specifically, I wouldn't have watched Shoujo. I wouldn't have watched sports anime. And I don't think I would have even given either of those two uh, genres any positive credence. I would have just said it or they're not for me. But thanks to... And the Rage of Bahamut as well. Like, Yeah. Uh, you see that it's from a game and you're like, nope. Absolutely not. And two, it was a two guys in a warehouse yeah, suggested yeah. it. And they, they told us like, okay, guys, just listen. Hold on. Reggie Muhammad, like just the first season, but go watch it. And we have watched a lot of shitty game anime, game For adjacent sure. anime. And this one changed my perspective on what a game anime can be. Um, so actually, since we're talking about collabs. Yeah. This is like some of the highlights and lowlights, I think, that I've experienced so far. Rip it off, dude. So like obviously everyone that's collabed with us, like – I don't think we've been on a show that we didn't like or talked with people we didn't like at all. I don't think so either. I think yeah. everyone's been really dope. Um, obviously, like especially when we started, you know, we were relatively small. Um, so it was cool that people were still willing to like talk to us and, you know, 100%. get on the mics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then there's also those guys that just like either don't respond for who knows why or they'll like deny you in a weird ass way. And it's like I don't understand if they think this is like a not a give and take type situation, but in any situation where you're an anime podcast and we're an anime podcast, there is the potential for crossover. And no matter how small you're going to get an increase. Right. right? So like the stats are the average person has seven podcasts that they subscribe to. Yeah. I got about five right now. Right. So that. that means you're not the only podcast these guys are listening to. Right. And guess what? They're not going to like unsubscribe from you to go listen to the people you just collabed with. That was one of the things we were at. I mean, I don't know about Ethan, but I know I was worried early. This like, like why would it felt almost competitive early? Cause we didn't under, I didn't understand the space. I almost felt like it was a competition. So I understand. So that I, that's what I'm saying is I think yeah. some people still have that point of view, but they're so unbelievably incorrect on that. Um, if they're listening to this by any chance, and you don't have to collab with us, but yeah, no, you no, should no, definitely... No hard feelings either. Like, yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah. I know recently the times have been crazy, and a lot of people that have in the last couple months have said, look, y'all, the world's a little nuts right now, and we're just trying to focus on our thing. And I'm like, you know what? I totally understand that. That's cool. But it was even before that that we were getting some interesting denials and, yeah, and, and, and re- like rejections. That and like people that just like straight up don't respond. I don't understand how you're running a business similar to this and you wouldn't be thinking like, Hey, finding more people in the space, you know, would be a good idea. Right. What if that person that you had on episode 15 is the next 2 million subscriber anime YouTuber in a year? Right. That's uh, like, I don't know. I just think it's like very weird and short sighted. It's, I don't think it's necessarily, it it could be short sighted, but I think part of it is, when you reach a certain level, and I have to consider this space where we are now, it's about leveling up. And some people at a certain level will look down on others and say, I don't have time for you. And some of them that are so big that literally their days are filled from dusk till dawn with just 
collab, like like creation and collabing and marketing and networking. I can understand where the sentiment comes from, but you got to understand that for every person we get denied, f- like to collab with them, there are people asking us to collab that we have that inkling of like maybe we don't like this is how is this going to help us but i think we can be the pioneers of breaking that idea right is that it doesn't matter how small or how large collabing will work for everybody if you're open to it yeah i mean i i wouldn't turn someone down because they're small i of think course. it would be yeah, yeah, a quality yeah. thing yeah yeah like yeah. If, if you know i listen to a couple of your episodes and you sound like you don't know what you're doing or it sounds like you're inside of a wind tunnel you know, maybe we yeah. wouldn't because right, but that that's an opportunity that our collaboration isn't necessarily a on mic one, but it's an off mic one. Yeah, I mean, we, and we give them the tips that they need. Well, that's what to I was gonna get. say. We could also just help them. Right, like, I have no issue helping anyone that has a question about right. how we do something or whatever. I think you know, obviously, the biggest thing that we did early that was great was we bought just really solid mics. Yeah, anyone who's wondering, it's the Audio Technica twenty twenty Bs. I think it's what they called or SBs. USB. US. Well. The bees. I'm gonna call it the bees. But uh, yeah, so it's the AT2020 USB. Um, they're great mics. I mean, they they do the job well, and uh, they don't require too much post processing. I just have a booming voice, so Ethan's so like to be handle, honest, handle uh, handle my stuff. Um, if it's just like our individual episodes, I literally don't even have to touch my audio at all. Oh yeah. So I would just say. The only issue that we have sometimes is like some mic bleed from him speaking into my mic and vice versa. Like you can see right there, like I'm actually, you know, I'm trying to project a little bit more so that if, if the gate does end up working, I can just cut it all out and it'll be really easy. One thing I think that we can do is kind of extend the time it takes beyond that to yeah. start kicking in. Ah, okay. So you don't got uh, any weird fade out on your... Well, it won't just be like instant fade out. It would be like give you a little bit more time and Uh, then fade out, which, you know, I think, you know, if if you're listening with a really keen ear, like obviously I have to because I'm (laughs) editing it. But, um, you know, you can kind of hear it sometimes at the end of my, you know, words. And then Ricky starts talking immediately. It will kind of cut the last thing that I say just a little bit. And it's not like terrible or anything. I think. At least so far, there hasn't been any episode where I've been like, this is impossible to listen to. Right, me neither. And I think that's, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, that this is where, like, hopefully that any up-and-coming creator gets to this point. I think, personally, it's a good feeling. If what we're tweaking at this point is, oh, the gating on this specific, like, on you is, like, we need to gate this a little different, maybe down, or the fade's got to be not so instant, or... You know, like, let's just tweak the bass here, the treble here. If you are deliberating over those details, then I'd argue your product is refined enough for professionalism. And don't ever feel like those things should be, oh, we can't release this. Because I know I wrestle with that all the time. Is that if Ethan tells me, man, this this audio is a bit rough to edit. I'm like, do you want, do you want to, like, wait wait a day or something? Or, like, do we need to, like, do... And, but it's just like, no, you don't necessarily have to. No one is demanding things of you you so my biggest thing i'd say and i've said that quite a few times here but yeah no go for a lot of these are equally important but just keep giving yourself a schedule and just hitting it every week it's similar to um let's just say paying bills (laughs) it is you know you pay it every month you owe someone something and we feel like we owe you guys content every week right that's the thing 
and you know just like holding yourself to the standard of like look we're gonna make it every monday and it's gonna happen you know what i mean and that after a year i mean we know a lot of guys uh in other spaces and other podcasts and stuff like that that uh i mean even bigger podcasts during these times have said like hey no new episode this week we're gonna come back next week with a banger and any any good fan bases you know what you know take your time you're good and i imagine you guys would feel the same way about us but I'm pretty proud that despite our scheduling difficulties and sometimes things getting, you know, it hitting the fan, we have been pretty consistent. I don't think we've missed a week so far. And no, we have it, not. We have not. So I, I you I, know, sometimes it's been a literally a 3 a.m. I finish it and I just immediately upload it. Or sometimes, sometimes a struggle. Yeah. Sometimes I finish at 1 a.m. and I schedule for release at 3 a.m. You know? <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? Um, but, uh, let's mostly the extra credit episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Those I are told, so late for me. I know. And I, and, and there's some days y'all heard a couple weekends back. Like I, I finished mine at like 11 at night and sent it to Ethan. And he's just like, Oh shit. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I finished out like one. <laughs> oh God. Um, but, uh, let's talk about the future, Ethan. Let's finish. Let's wrap this one up with the, with the future. Well, what, I just want to shout out every guest that we've had so far. Yeah. So these are the by people, name. Yeah. These are the people we have collabed with before and in no doubt in the future. Cause they have been our OG uh, collabs. They have really uh, elevated our show with their opinions and their presence. So we cannot thank y'all enough for coming on our show and letting us on yours if we had been on yours. So hopefully here's the year two and coming on. So who's been on our show so far and who we've collabed with? Our best friend and I dare say uh, uh, lover, Patrick. Oh, uh, he is my boy. I will say everyone who's uh, listening – me and Patrick right now, our snap streak is still going strong at 1,208. You guys are sickos. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 1,208 um, snap streak. It's psychotic, but it's awesome. Yeah, and we actually are talking about an episode pretty soon here with him on it. So. Oh, yeah, we um, are? Yeah, we are. I I, oh, I was unaware of these plans. Uh, me and him <laughs> were talking about it. <laughs> okay. Um, we're trying to get him a mic so he can just like remotely I feel that. do it like we've been doing with We can do that, people. yeah. Um. Obviously, the Otaku Plays Facebook group, um, I would say that's like sort of a missed opportunity from our perspective was that was a really cool conversation with people that had so much access to a lot of people. Right. And I feel like I didn't really pull enough out of them in the beginning of like, how's your uh, community thinking about like, what's their favorite anime so far? Put a poll up, that kind of thing. Right. I rushed that just a little bit. Our, initial, our initial idea with like collabing with uh, Facebook admins or like group admins was they have their finger on the pulse of the community so much more than a lot of other podcasts do because while they're not making content, they are moderating and being admins for hundreds and thousands of fans. I mean, right. it's insane, and we want to make sure that we get those voices heard through the moderators. So, if anyone is listening who moderates a group of a sizable, and you don't even need to be sizable, just uh, moderates a group of anime fans, please contact us. We'd love to interview you and talk about what it's like to admin a group. Right. Um. Our friend Daniel, mm -hmm. who came on for the Ask Your Professors um conversation. Thank you, Daniel. Um. Our homie. Talking about um, Cody. Cody, Cody. So we, sorry, I was we, reading. What do we, what do we, what do we talk about with him? Uh, we, we, uh, we talked about Mob Psycho with him. That's right. Yeah. Mob Psycho One Hundred. Yeah. What a good show. What a good show. Um, we have a. Uh, sorry, the way that it has it, 
I can't show you, obviously, but it's but I, like I remember all it of them. cuts up literally half of the title, so I can see everything so except for before the featuring. We have our boys over at Anime Compost. Fantastic content. I really enjoy Anime Compost. Same. Um, you know, uh, Max and Eddie and Paul, they're all a uh, really good vibe between them, really good back and forth. If you're looking for something akin to our podcast, Anime Compost is pretty damn close in terms of branding and how they deliver their content so i'd argue and they're fans of the show so if you like our stuff you will hear a lot of easter eggs oh you will <laughs> for you our will. show Beefy which is Boy really supreme dope. yeah so obviously we appreciate y'all um danny like for sure oh my god you have been danny, like you're the goat like a rock you've been our rock even out Shoujo there like absolutely like crushing it for us helping us out any anytime that you can and, and we really appreciate that and everyone else over at yeah, anime summit introducing with, us to your homies on the anime summit nick like, and sam it, like been just such a fun time nick nick i have to admit he is i after the whole convention this weekend he is the most master troll it's 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 almost a work of art I just don't think you can call him a master troll because he genuinely can't figure it out. <laughs> I don't know that to this day. I can't yeah, yeah. I can't be sure. But other people that we have had on as well, two guys in a warehouse, also warehouse. really chill guys. They literally record in a warehouse. Go check them out. Um, fantastic audio quality, fantastic conversation. And the anime they watch are very left field. It's very niche. And I think... Uh, for those that are trying to get deeper in the space, they are a beautiful resource for finding shows that you maybe not even have heard of in some cases just by how left field their selection is. Um, who else have we had on the show at this point? We've had anime lately. Yeah, uh, anime we, lately. Yeah, we have, did we have both Sam and Vash on? We did, we did. Yeah, so Sam the, Manga Man, episode. Sam the Manga Man and Legend D. Vash. Those guys were also involved in AniTubeCon 2020. Fantastic guys, really good content. Those guys come out with stuff every single day on youtube yeah like, they're, they're complete thugs <laughs> yes they they pump out content without remorse or hesitation it is amazing <laughs> the kind of stuff they pump out so go check them out and their uh their uh, podcast itself is kind of adjacent to their youtube game um but go listen to their podcast i've been a really good time listening to all that stuff so uh, yeah, I would say if you're starting something like this, collab, collab, collab. That's how you grow and gain some, uh, would you dare say clout? Um, I just, like I, like I said, I think a lot of people that listen to podcasts, listen to a lot of podcasts and I think you can cross pollinate your audiences really well. Yes, of um, course. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, specifically for anime summits, um, audience, they follow like almost five ten podcasts in the space right right and so um just like communities like that i think every podcaster in the space has and everyone likes podcasts about anime that you know likes anime so, of course yeah um it's pretty solid um you know next year i hope that we can uh get our pops on the uh the mic both our dads i think yeah, that'd be sick it would be sick and my dad has been doing a lot of research in japanese culture he's listened uh and watched a lot of youtube uh, what Chris Brock abroad in Japan? No, broad. Broad in Japan? Is it Chris Brock? I thought it was Chris Brock. Broad. Chris Broad Which from abroad in Japan. Which is why it's funny. Abroad in Japan. Okay, I totally thought it was Chris Brock. But so abroad in Japan, um, a couple other Japan vlogs, and my dad has been really involved in in depth in educating himself in the Japanese culture. Yeah, because so, of this podcast. <laughs> so that's hype as shit. We gotta get him on the mic. Uh huh. Um. I'd like to get some more YouTubers on, on as well. I think that'd be super cool. They know how to be on mic, so that'd be really nice. Right. I just think it's like um, 
different topics than we would talk about, right? Like most of their topics are really can really dense, fifteen minuters. Yeah. And ours are an hour where we can just like kind of bullshit the whole time if we had. Right. To, and know? we can. But the thing is, if we have enough information to flesh and really dive deep, we have the leg room time wise to do so. Right. So it'd be interesting to see them come on and talk about how they make their content as opposed to the way we make ours. So, um, but that brings up this next year. I want to talk about the future. What do we have planned just in general? Cause I know we've had a lot of the conversations about it, but I think at this year anniversary mark, I want to get them excited about it. What do we have? Sure. So I'm not sure how this is exactly going to manifest itself just yet. Uh, we did a lot of planning, but we're trying to tweak it backscale a little bit just to get some of the, Yes. Um, relieve some pressure off of ourselves. Um, cause, cause that's one thing we do want to like, just absolutely slay everything that we do, which Ricky had mentioned, but sometimes you just got to scale back a little bit, but we are going to be opening a Patreon, also a discord server. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're planning on offering some pretty solid, uh, like, like t- tiers. Yeah. So we want rewards. Do, that's what it's called. We want to make rewards. sure that you guys are getting something back tangible. We want, we already have a sticker prototype that just a design that we have. But then from there, we're like, we got pins. We have a design for a pin ready. I have a couple shirt designs that we're gonna come out, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that you guys, if you want to imbibe in you both the Discord and the Patreon and the merch, like you'll have all the opportunity to do it in the coming weeks. So look out for that. With one of the Patreon tiers, we were trying to do a new sideshow, loose form, something that I'd like to call Syllabus Sidebar, where me and Ethan commonly have um, you know, these phone calls just discussing the next episodes, and we thought, why don't we turn that into a new piece of content, kind of make sure that we're on and we're riffing, but also, you know... Uh, if a Patreon group were to hear our sidebar and then be able to react to that, you guys can pave the way for our content going forward. And that, for me, sounds something like I want y'all to be involved with. So a syllabus sidebar where me and Ethan just kind of riff for a half hour, bring up ideas for topics, and then write down, like, here's where the next couple episodes are going to be. And if you guys have ideas, the Patreon group... You give it back to us and say, hey, this one's going to suck, but we want to hear this one. You guys could pave the way for the year, too. And I think that'd be a really exciting time. Yeah, and, and you know, I think one one issue with giving yourself, like, anime as your topic is if you're a fan of all these other, you know, genres of media and stuff like that, you kind of, um, kind of make those off limits. Right. So I think these syllabus sidebars will be an area where, if I just like thought about something on Harry Potter, that's where I'm going to fucking say it. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Or, you know, sometimes I, I, I like watched a show or a clip on YouTube of like Naruto just getting his shit. Absolutely. You know, like basically the <laughs> shit rocked. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, was gonna shit say, rocked. I don't know if this is like a bad word. Cucked. No, cucked's not a bad word. It's kind of a bad word. It's not that bad. I mean, anyway, get cucked by the village <laughs> and, um, you know, sometimes just like really fuming about it. I think that'd be a place where I could just like ha- go on a rant, you know, other than like what I really hope from you this year is yeah. we get the wee brand about Boruto. Yeah. So I've some more professor rants. A, a, cur- uh, a look behind the curtain is I have been itching to do a, a thing called like Weebology's Rick rants where I just go off on some piece of anime currency uh, or current 
currency, I guess is a word, but not in this particular context, current anime goings-ons that people are pissed about. And one that pissed me off so hard, but I can't stop watching it, is Boruto, and I want to rant about it. Um, well, I would, you have infinite opportunities to do I so. know, I know, I know. So uh, I will be cooking that up in year two for absolute sure. Um, but- and, and I do want to try some more stuff on YouTube. Um, obviously, I made like allusions to it throughout the show where I wanted to try to do some like actual Dr. Stone experiments and stuff like that. Yeah. But literally right when I was going to do them, coronavirus hit. And Shit so hit the fan. I couldn't go to the lake and actually go to our shop to actually do things like that. That'd be fun, though. When, um, when things get to go yeah. get back to normal, we will definitely be going to do right. that. Yeah. So the the year two, I, I want to build some like i want to build some shit dude i want to build some like webology like signs and shit that are like neon that'd be a good really youtube cool. youtube series yeah, just like yeah. building merch for uh or just building decorations and merch and like getting that done kind of a behind the scenes vlog that'd be fun to do like anything that we do we can just kind of make sure we're riffing and just keep the cameras on like, right and yeah. obviously we had planned to go to japan and in early may i don't know if we ever like officially announced that we were we had the tickets we had a bunch of plans of where we want to say what cities we wanted to say in the southwest uh southeast side um of japan and um corona kind of hit and yeah, totally corona absolutely cucked tore us. <laughs> us a new one on that one so. um but yeah we we obviously they refunded our flights and stuff like that so Essentially, we already paid for it. We just got to figure out a time to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we're going to like film a lot of the stuff that we do there. And before we go, we're, we're going to probably like send out like a tweet or a Instagram stuff saying like, yo, what do you guys want to see us do or stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, we're going to get we want to get year two to be a, a you uh you guys involved i mean yeah, you uh, guys get to go on the trip with us <laughs> you are a uh, you're an important part of our classroom the teacher would be nothing without the students and um we i guess to end this whole year in review episode off we cannot be more grateful to you guys for sure thank like, you guys so much seriously because again it's just been so much fun we it's been so much fun and it's gonna be so much fun for years to come if you guys just keep coming to class and you know i cannot thank y'all enough for the support we've gotten messages emails we have a growing list of anime we should be watching because of you guys and i never expected this level of involvement from an, an audience as great as you guys are so sincerely thank you from the bottom of my heart uh hopefully this classroom stays up for many years to come so i honestly think that's a year in review anything else from the last year you want to talk about for the podcast or I think that's all nah, we got. I think that's pretty much it. Your professors love you pl- platonically. It's totally legal. It's totally legally <laughs> platonically as the sensei student relationship can be. So, of course. Thanks, y'all, for listening to this ranty episode of the Webology Podcast. Here is to a fantastic year two. If you like to listen with your eyes and your ears, hello, YouTube gang. Um, but uh, if you just want to listen with your ears and have that sweet audio magic, go to Apple, <laughs> Spotify, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, or anywhere else you get your podcast fix. Come on over to Instagram, at webology.podcast. we got memes on memes on news whenever we can get them out in this isolation situation. And drop us a DM there or an email about something we should be watching or you want to show us some love. Uh, webologypodcast at gmail.com. A lot of you have emailed in shows we should be watching, and that is next on our list to do because we have quite a many to get through. Um, also on Twitter at WeBallGP. I am keeping it now. Yeah, he's keeping it. Yay. Um, <laughs> maybe at least for a while. Yay. I'm excited. And um, also, if you could, please leave us a review on Apple uh, Podcasts. Podcasts. It's, it, Five stars. 
ideally because it really helps um, podcasts kind of get out there and other people's um, cues of podcasts that they're looking up and stuff like that. So we'd really appreciate if you could do that for us. Yeah, we might do another review reading soon. We had a, uh, many episodes ago. We did that initially when y'all were leaving some serious reviews. If you want to get heard um, on the show, give us a review and give us a five-star one. We'll read you off. So uh, I think that's honestly it. I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this has been year one of Weebology. Deuces! Deuces. Here's year, year two, baby. Year two. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys too. <laughs>